It had always been there, but something in the way the light changed, or maybe you had never looked from that angle, or maybe as you left for the last time, you saw what had always been there. That's kind of what it was for Peter, James, and John. It had always been there, the full resonance of God's presence. When Jesus touched people, they were healed. Troubled, distraught minds were calmed. Things happened when he spoke. People got up and followed him. Others realized that what they had always hoped or hadn't even dared to hope was actually true. It had always been true, even before they saw it or heard it, Jesus. And then on that mountain, in a place remote and distant from people's needs, opinions, enthusiasm, suspicions, there Jesus prays. And what had been there all the time was visible. Glory shone on that mountain, the full presence of the triune God, the incarnate Son, the Spirit's presence overshadowing them in the brilliant cloud, the Father's voice. That moment held a beauty, the full truth of Jesus that had always been there. There had been the gentle light of a star at his birth. The voice spoke at the baptism. His teaching and ministry were all signs of the Holy Spirit's power to make this world and to make people new. What they saw wasn't like some computer-generated super-transformer spectacle. He wasn't suddenly 10 feet tall with outlandish weapons or thunderbolts in his hands. The glory of the moment still left him standing there in the flesh that he assumed in the incarnation. Jesus would still have to walk down the mountain one step at a time, seeking out a path not blocked by stones and not about to slip under his feet. Even after the resurrection, they thought he was the gardener. If you want convincing proof and undisputable power, the incarnation, Christ's life among us, will not seem like enough. If you simply want good advice, nothing too mystical, just good advice and the confirmation that things are kind of like you think they are, then the Gospels, this moment, when, or when Jesus heals or restores lives, when he walks free of the tomb, that will all be too much. Jesus always either exceeds or frustrates our expectations. There is beauty and glory on the mountaintop, and for all its brilliance, it had always been there. And on another mount, there will be a depth of love and compassion in the cross, a willingness to carry our griefs, and that is the eternal truth of who God is. When God takes human flesh in Jesus, there is a world of beauty and a depth of suffering. The brilliant light of the transfiguration and the darkened sun of Good Friday, we can hardly bear to look at either. Christ's strong hand embraces both. So what are you here to see this evening? What might God ask you to hear? Listen, the voice says, because for all that you've heard, for all that you have found, there is more. So we stand today before the transfigured glory of Christ, 
When we realize that we stand in the presence of those outstretched arms upon the hardwood of the cross, we stand before the full mystery of God's love for us and for all creation. It had always been there. And tonight we see just one more glimpse of it. And then it will be time to go back down the mountain, but we go carrying what we have heard and seen. And if, like the disciples, we have seen and heard more than we can speak, we certainly can live in the hope that comes from standing at the cross and in the joy that comes from the light of Christ's face on the mount. Once you have seen the wonder of what had always been there, then you can live and speak nothing less.